am chosen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to season two of the I Am Podcast, where your voice matters. Let's get it cracking. This young lady is living proof that no matter how many losses you endure, you can still be a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the superstar, Imani Honey! Hi, my name is Imani Honey, and I am going to share my story. I am chosen. And I don't mean that in the corny way or I'm better than anyone or it's easy for me or there hasn't been any bumps in my road. I haven't failed. I've done all of those things. Um, My life is not perfect, but I do feel chosen. I feel like God chose me to do things that other people haven't. Um, He chose me to face adversity. He chose me to fail. He chose me to win. He chose me to be great. He chose me to be successful. He chose me to be all those things, but I am chosen. A little thing I wrote about myself not too long ago um, about, you know, who I am, what I've done, what I've accomplished, all that. I'm an athlete, a natural born leader, a teammate, a motivator, a role model. I'm self-confident, optimistic. I'm a kid who led her third through eighth grade team to undefeated seasons. A kid who gave the ball up when everyone said not to. I'm a two-time state champ, a two-time MVP, a 25 or 29 free throw shooter in a quarterfinal state game. I'm a kid that receives a full ride to a D2 private school. I'm a six-minute mile runner. I'm a kid who has to sit out a whole year after high school averages a double-double, and gets three assists away from a quadruple-double. I'm a JUCO Region 2 MVP. I'm an All-American. I've had my face on a billboard. Um, I've won the third-grade AAU National Tournament, got third place. Um, I'm a competitor. Uh, I love to win. I love the game. I love to be you know, everything involved with it. And while I could sit here and tell you all these things that went great in my life, um, I really don't be, I really don't think I would have been chosen if that was all I had. Um, I lost a lot in my life. You know, like I've taken a lot of L's. As much as I love to win, it's not hard for me to realize that I've lost a lot. Um, my grand, My great-grandparents, I lost both of them. I lost my grandpa that raised me. Um, I lost my grandpa on my dad's side. I've lost um, my great-grandpa on my dad's side. Like, it's just been a lot, and it's it's always, like, constant. Like, I lose so many people within a, in a year's time. Like, as soon as I lose one, I lose someone else. I haven't even got to bounce back from it. Um, 2020 was really the year for me. Um, but before that, I guess starting in roughly 2019, I lost 2019 to 2020. I lost six cousins under the age of, we'll say 28. Um, I made a saying that keep doing stuff that takes Kindle, which means keep doing stuff that takes liking. Um, 
that people follow after. Um, like I said, I'm a leader. So that, that saying just went so smooth to me. Um, the first K in keep stands for my cousin Kenny. Uh, he was murdered in his own home. The D in doing stands for my cousin Dalvin, um, who overdosed. Um, the S stands for my cousin Shelton, who was stabbed to death by his girlfriend as he was walking away. The T in takes stands for Tavori. He was murdered in a local town. And the T in takes and the K in Kendall stands for my cousins Tyson and Kaysen. They were brothers. They were invited to a house party um, where they were set up to be killed. Um, that was the order that they were also, that is exactly how it went. Um, but three of them that happened in 2020, Shelton, Tyson, and Kaysen, those I was really close with. Uh, uh, I grew up with them. We did everything together. I learned a lot with them. Um, I went through a lot with them. We struggled some of the same struggles. We, you know, learned. We learned life together. And it it was really hard when I lost them. Um, when we lost Shelton, I remember how hard that was and how I finally thought I was okay and I was doing better and stuff was getting better. And then August comes around and we lose Tyson and we lose Kaysen, and I I lost it, you know. I, I stopped doing well in school. I stopped doing well on the basketball court. I stopped doing well in life. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to brush my teeth. I didn't want to, you know, look at myself in the mirror. I didn't want to live. Um, suicide crossed my mind way too many times. The idea of how I could do it or what I could do or how much easier easier it would be. Um, I'm really good at masking my feelings. So I can say that even though I went through that, it's not too many people that knew that I was going through that. And I did. I dealt with that really, really hard. Um, it got to the point where I felt like basketball was no longer me. It was it was no longer what I was supposed to do. Um, to break, back, break down my college career, how that went, I went to a D2 school my first semester out of high school. Um, I was offered a full ride. Everything was cool, I guess. I listened to other people and went there. It's a great program, great school, but it wasn't for me. Um, I got there. I was uncomfortable. Didn't know what to do. You know, wasn't all in. I left that semester. I signed a national letter intent to play there, so they blocked my release. Um, I went to a JUCO anyways, played there two years, um, graduated, which got me my release. Um, after that, my second year at the JUCO, I realized that my heart was not in it because I was so broken. I didn't get that help that I needed. I didn't grieve like I was supposed to. I just tried to push it to the back of my mind and act like it didn't bother me. But every moment I was on the court, I remember thinking things like, how could I have saved my cousins? What could I have done different? What's wrong? Is it me? Is this punishment? Is God mad at me? You know, is it my fault? Did I do something wrong? Like, why is this happening? Um, so I ended up getting a full-time job. 
I volunteered at one of my old high schools, uh, Mountain Pine, where I'm born and raised. Pinewood, that's my city. Um, I went and volunteered there, helped with the junior high and senior high girls basketball teams, fell in love with the game all over again, learned some things. Remembered my purpose. I remembered at that point that I am chosen. God told my pastor, my family, the people around me when I was at a young age that I was, I was chosen. You know, you really don't know what those things mean until you start getting older and you start realizing. But when I started helping those girls again, I remembered that I am chosen. I have a purpose and I have to live that purpose out. So I said that semester I didn't play. And then I ended up looking at a local school, Champion Christian College, um, where I was able to join that team and play with them, where I actually competed and I won a national championship. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I, I can forever say that I'm a national champion, and I think that's just so cool. I'm so honored to be in that position. Um, and then things started to go south for me a little bit. I, I started to realize that I was falling into the same cycles that I was before. Even though I was a national champion, I was struggling with myself and my image. Um, the people I had around me, the things that went on in my hometown— at this time, I'm in Hot Springs, no longer Mountain Pond, but Hot Springs. And um, it just was very negative. And I just felt myself falling into those same cycles of like, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. You know, this isn't going to work. And that just wasn't healthy for me. It was time for me to grow, to get out of my horizon. Um, so we're going to pause on the story right there and go back. The D2 school that I told you about, I remember blaming everyone else in that situation, like, the coach didn't care about me. The girls didn't care about me. Nobody made me feel comfortable. Um, I was um, doing everything I could and no one cared. And it wasn't until after I'd done all this, I lost everything, you know, I'm down at my lowest, that I realized that my entire, not my entire life, but the entire time that I was going through all these struggles, all I was doing was pointing fingers at other people. I wasn't taking accountability. I wasn't being responsible. I wasn't doing the things that I was supposed to do on my part. So why were those things supposed to be given to me? Because yes, I am chosen, but I'm not chosen just to be great. I'm not chosen just to, to get all the successes in life because you can't grow without failure. You can't grow without realizing that you're not in the place that you're really supposed to be. And it wasn't until those moments that I realized, like, that was my fault. I reached out to the coach. I told him, you know, thank you for that opportunity. I know this is four years late, but I finally realized that the reason things didn't work out for me is because of me. It was my fault because I wasn't taking the steps necessary to make myself be successful. I was too worried about being uncomfortable that I wasn't realizing that the uncomfortableness was going to help me grow. It was where I needed to be. It was where I needed to learn. I needed to get out the bad habits, you know, shape into the person I'm supposed to be. So that was really great for me. I'm actually great that I got glad that I got to do that. Um, you know, the coach thanked me for that. We had a little conversation. It really took a lot of weight off my shoulder because I, I, I've never been a quitter. I've never been somebody that just, you know, gives up on something like that. And you know, if I could go back and do it all over again, I probably I, I would have done it different. I would have. Um, 
But I'm super thankful that I'm getting to grow and I'm getting to learn as a person. Um, so get back to my story now. I realized that even though I was getting those successes again in basketball, I wasn't where I needed to be with me. So I told my coach that I was going to look for other places to go and I needed to get out of the state of Arkansas. Um, I needed to at least, excuse me, at least get out of Hot Springs. And so I went on a Twitter search and I started emailing a bunch of coaches, sending out film, da 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 Late in the process, so really not getting the looks and the answers and the, the ones that I need. Um, I had two opportunities to walk on at Division I schools, and my mind wanted to do that so bad. You know, all of us that play sports, we get to this point where we think that we're a failure if we're not D1. You know, you can get a scholarship to a Division three school or, you know, well, I guess they can't give scholarships like that. But, okay, a Division two school. You can get a scholarship to a Division two school, everything paid for, and you don't want to do it because it's not D1. You can go to an NAIA, everything's going to be taken care of. You don't want it because it's not D1. We got to stop doing that. We got to stop doing that because I feel like if things were meant to be for you, it would line up. If you can't figure it out, if the financials aren't there, if the, you know, credits aren't there, if the everything doesn't line up, it's not for you. Because God wrote your story the day you were created. Everything is meant to happen in your life exactly the way it's supposed to happen because that's what he wants you to do. I know sometimes that might feel real bad or it might sound real bad. It might feel like it's not. But the older I get, the more I realize that things align when they're supposed to happen. And so it's like I kept getting these no's from all these schools and I was so crushed. And I was just like, you know, this isn't going to work. I don't know what to do. Um, I might as well just give up. But God opened the doors that needed to be open. I now I'm at York University in York, Nebraska. I've been here for exactly a week now and this is the most comfortable um I've ever been uncomfortably comfortable I'm not comfortable in the fact where I feel like I got everything figured out but I'm comfortable in the fact that I am uncomfortable but I know what to do this time I know to go out I know to meet people I know to talk to people first I know to introduce myself I know to go out you know go to the activities that they put together I know to mingle I know you know not to be afraid because there's so many people in my same position. And I've had a lot of success in this one week. I just feel like I'm where I need to be. Um, thanks to God. Because I am chosen. I am chosen to do the things that other people don't get to do. And I don't even mean that in the aspect of basketball. I mean that in the aspect of growing and meeting and loving um, and giving to others being that people person. Um, if I can say again what helped me grow the adversity, when I lost my cousins, all six of them, those three that I mentioned for sure, because I grew with them. I, I, my life, my life isn't my life without them. That's how close me and my family are. You know, we grew up on the same street, in the same neighborhood. We met at the same place every day. We rode the bus together. I mean, we caught the bus together. We went to the same school. We had recess together. We ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. 
We went to birthday parties together. We did everything in life together. So it was like, you know, what do you do now that they're gone? Um, I remember those moments that I was so dark. Um, I read a book at, when I was at Champion, and it was called Counterfeit Gods. And I remembered how much it spoke to me because every time I leaned on someone else to fix my problems, I failed. If I asked my mom or my dad for advice, it failed. If I asked my friends what I should do, it failed. If I depended on money, financials, uh, if I depended on basketball, if I depended on anything like that, I failed. Everything that I was trying to do to make it an outlet, to be better, to be great, I failed. And I, after I read that book, I remembered I'm trying to have all these things make me feel better when there's only one person that can make me feel better, and that's God. And I remember leaning onto him and telling him, like, you know, I can't do this without you. I'm not going to make it without you. Can you help me? Can you please show me what I should do? And I remember everything in my life from that moment changing. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm not sad anymore and I don't have my days where I'm so broken, but I can wake up and make it through the next day. I know that with him, anything is possible for my life. There's no one that can tell me no unless God tells me no. And if God tells me no, then that wasn't for me. Um, I think the biggest part of my message, you know, I could go on and on and on and on about the things I've been through, but the truth is we've all been through something. You know, you might think your story isn't that deep and you might think that, you know, your story won't touch people the way you want it to. But in the end, we're all chosen. It's not just me that's chosen. We're all chosen because you're still here. And God has things that he wants you to do and he wants you to accomplish, but he won't do that unless you allow him to. If you want to keep failing, if you want to keep, you know, trying to get that D1 that's not meant for you or trying to get that job that's not meant for you or trying to get the money that's not meant for you, you will keep failing. You will be heartbroken. You will be sad. You will be anything that you don't want to be. You will be that because God is the only one that has the final say so. And he's going to make sure everything in your life lines up the way it's supposed to. I just hope for all the people that listen and hear this. God is in charge of your greatness. And if you follow him, you're in charge of your greatness too. It doesn't matter about the rankings, the stars, um, your background, where you've been, what you do, any of that. Like, like none of that matters. If you put your mind to it and you allow God to work through you, you can do it. You can reach dreams and you can reach stars. Don't listen to other people. Don't, don't let what you've been through change that for you because it can all get better. Let God, let God work in your life. Just let him, you know, just trust him. If stuff looks like it's perfectly aligned, go for it. And I promise it'll change your life. And it might sound crazy coming from a 22-year-old. You might think like, goodness, but it's like with all those L's in my life, when he finally started changing my life and, and shaping my life, I realized like that's the answer to all things. And I just know that with him, even though I'm, at, I'm in an NAIA school, you know, for the past couple seasons, they haven't had the best records. 
But I got a whole bunch of people that care about me and a whole bunch of people that love me already. Um, I'm at a I'm at a great university. I'm around great people. I'll have great opportunities. And I feel like God will continue to work through me. And everything that I've set out to accomplish, I will accomplish. And I feel like that anyone who listens to this or anybody that wants to be that, you can do it too. Um, like I said, I'm chosen, but I also want you to know that you were chosen too. And that's not just in athletics, that's in everything that you choose to do in life. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the I Am Podcast, brought to you by Extreme Heat Sports and Fat Bars Records and Multimedia. We'll be back soon with another inspiring story from the voices of today. See you soon.